Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Well, this is Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach at De La Salle High School for the boys, uh, director for the girls now. And, uh, yeah, we found a coach. I'm uh, really excited about that. And also um, director of coaching of soccer innovations. And, yes, uh, all the club ball is starting to, to, to ramp up. Uh, so soccer's in full gear right now. We always like to start off our show with a prayer. And so in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thanks for letting us have the chance to have this show. Pray that we'll be able to do uh, it justice, all the stuff that we need to talk about today. And I pray that uh, we'll be able to continue to uh, have the common sense to do what's the best for all of our players, uh, regardless to our personal and professional um, needs to keep our clubs going. Uh, help us be able to put the kids first and our other interests second. So soccer can develop not only here in Louisiana, but in the United States. We pray in thanksgiving for this show. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, today uh, we're going to review uh, everything that happened uh, at the annual journal meeting uh, for Louisiana Soccer Association. It was a really important weekend. Um, not, not too much uh, of controversy about the meeting, uh, quite honestly. Uh, just some uh, points of fact, uh, a little bit, a couple of addendums to our bylaws, which always happens because there's always somebody who finds an exception to the rule. Okay, the rules are pretty standard and solid, uh, but uh, there's always something that comes up in there, especially uh, in the uh, COVID world. And when it comes to COVID, y'all, uh, I would suggest you follow the governor's mandate uh, so that we don't have a situation that we had um, uh, last year where we had a shutdown of club soccer. We don't want to see that again. Okay, please be diligent and, and uh, don't take this virus for granted uh, at all. Okay, because uh, we'd hate to go back to eSports. That may have been fun, but why did we get into the game to begin with, you know? So let's keep our eyes uh, open to um, – Everything that we need to pay attention to to keep our kids safe and to keep the sport going. Also, uh, I know it's a big issue over here in the New Orleans area. Man, our fields are saturated. And uh, we're going to get everything cranked up, like I said, this weekend for soccer innovations. But it's going to be hard because they're just slopping around in the mud, you know. And uh, I never really was a big fan of turf. But this month, it's like turf is, is golden if you can find it. I don't like the way the pace of the game goes. I know a lot of you are with me there. I know FIFA is with me there. But uh, but in this climate, uh, the uh, the artificial turf can do wonders. So you people who have turf, don't take it for granted, okay? Because um, natural turf people, we're, we're suffering over here until we can get a patch of dry weather. And we're looking at a hurricane bearing right down on us right now as we speak in the Caribbean. So... Anyhow, take whatever we can, and let's make the best of it. Oh, we'll take a break, and because we definitely want to honor our sponsor, who keeps us going, and uh, and I hope that you patronize them. Uh, they have really been a help uh, to all of us here, especially on the West Bank, to keep keep. 
this soccer program going. Anyhow, we'll see you after the break on Monday Night Football. At the Olive Branch Cafe, only the freshest ingredients go into everything we serve. Our dough is prepared daily, and now the West Bank's best-tasting pizza is delivered 10.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. seven days a week. The Olive Branch Cafe, Marrero and Algiers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Well, um, the AGM gave me an opportunity to really connect with a lot of coaches, and I'd heard a lot of feedback um, off the record from a lot of people wondering if this MLS Next that we talked about a month ago on our show would be a positive or a negative in this in the state. And I, I got the impression that uh, from the people I talked to that there were a lot of upset directors, but when I talked to all the directors, all but one, really were pretty positive about it that uh they're not going to abandon their programs but uh they're it's like an experiment if it works it works if it doesn't work it'll be just like all the other experiments you know so so anyway i just wanted to relate that to you uh, especially for the people who reached out to me to tell me that they were concerned about it um i just want to do its best for louisiana soccer and Right now, we're, we're st I'm still I'm still trying to listen to everybody's feedback. Of course, we want to hear your feedback on Monday Night Football, but uh, uh, as of right now, I was kind of surprised that uh, uh, everybody's uh, good to go. Um, also, I'd like to send out an announcement. Uh, I would like to interview this coach. I didn't get a chance to this week because everything's just spinning out of control. First week of school. Uh, for those of us who are teachers, you know what that means. All of the paperwork, constant, 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 uh, trying to get these classes established and um, and then club ball starting off. I, I just haven't had a chance to uh, to really um, uh, pay a lot of attention to this, but I want you all to start thinking about it, and we're going to hopefully talk about it next week. Uh, we want to at least start a junior high network, okay, on laprepsoccer.net. It, I loved it when we had a junior high league. Uh, it, cr it created a lot of um, interest into soccer at the hi high school level, and it was a whole lot of fun. A lot of these kids are not eligible to play varsity, and if you're in a really good program, a lot of these kids have no chance of playing varsity. But that doesn't mean that they can't learn how to compete and learn how to represent their schools. So we're going to try to uh, gather everything together for, and talk about junior high soccer and really uh, where the resources are so we can get our schedules filled up. For those of you who don't have a junior high program, you probably don't have a lot of success, okay? Junior high is really, really important. I'm not saying you can't have success with it, but it sure is a lot easier when a kid shows up as a, as a junior having played junior high soccer and JV soccer and they know what's, what – it entails you know to play at the varsity level and with the system and the expectations and that kind of business okay let's talk about the agm before i go out to practice all right uh they announced they made a couple of decisions um they made one of our frequent flyers on this show mark matlock the odp director from cabosa congratulations to him uh he's going to do a great job i know it uh, i've never seen him do anything less with anything he's done with soccer Okay, so welcome aboard, Coach, uh, with that. And also, instead of having just one director, um, they announced that Ryan Lazaro, a uh, guy we've been 
constantly keeping up with here as the coaching um, uh, training director, if you want to call him that. Uh, but he'll be in touch. He'll be in charge of coaching training. I don't know what the exact title is going to be, but I know that he's extremely qualified for this. I remember coaching ODP with him when he was first getting started and I knew that this is a rising star and uh, and he has delivered in that regard. So now what um, LSA is doing, instead of having one technical director, uh, they're getting the job done with two people who are local, have a finger on the pulse of what's going on here. And really, they might be saving a ton of money that the money can be used elsewhere for Louisiana soccer. Like not raising our registration fees, okay? Uh, that's just a little plug for us little clubs. All right, so that's kind of a good news. We definitely know that those two positions are, are well-filled. Also, uh, they're going to try to get to the 21st century, they said. That's not me talking. And uh, they're going to have a media director to make sure that social media and everything else when it comes to Louisiana soccer is on the forefront, like you see out there on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and his, this director's name is Min Kim, and they are absolutely excited about this uh, person coming on board. We were not able to go over the budget because of a Zoom meeting, but I want to say something positive about a Zoom meeting. Zoom meetings are not the best. All of us know that. Um, virtual classrooms are not the best. All of us know that. But there are some pluses. And one plus for this was uh, people hadn't driven four hours and are dead tired and frustrated to sit in a room and just banter. We, we, the, the meetings were quick. The last couple ones that we had, uh, we just got down to business, let it at that, and went on. Now, what you do lose from from doing it by Zoom, obviously, is the one-to-one -one contact, the networking. I did manage some network. Like I was telling you, I was talking to other coaching directors uh, on the side um, that I saw that were present out there. Um, but anyway, it's just still not the same as having a cup of coffee or uh, – or just shooting the breeze afterwards, and uh, uh, but it was nice to not have a four-hour drive home. Uh, in my case, I wouldn't have had that, but I know you people in Shreveport and Ruston, you would have had that. And I know when the uh, meetings are outside of New Orleans, it's, it's not just an hour and a half, two-hour meeting. It's it's travel to and travel from, and you know, uh, uh, time is precious. Time is so very precious right now. So the Zoom meeting was good for that, but uh, at the same token. Um, uh, it discourages bantering. How's that? Okay, uh, we did banter a little bit about a few things, but not not to the extent that you usually see on the floor of an AGM. Okay. All right. Uh, Louisiana Soccer has begged us, uh, the directors and the registrars, to not submit coaches' background checks. Okay, uh, they're good for two years, and. If you every time you submit one just to cover yourself and make sure that you got your coaches uh, in the system, they ding our LSA budget. So look, keep good records. Know when your coaches have had their background checks, okay, and and just know they're good for two calendar years. And don't just uh, click it just to click it, okay. Make sure that uh, they're gone through. Uh, it seems to be a huge problem, and it is very expensive, okay. All right, um, there was good news at the AGM. There were no fee changes, um, which is really good news for people like me. Um, it's my number one expense, 
and uh, and now registration is around twenty seven thousand, which, considering COVID, is fantastic. Okay, and um, and not only that, they save about six thousand dollars GM by doing it on Zoom. So between the registration and 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 the Zoom meeting, we're in a good place financially. We had one election. A member at large was was elected. And it was, uh, we'd like to congratulate Heath Jones from Mandeville for getting that position. And uh, uh, I think he's going to do a great job. He seems to have his heart in the right place. Zeb Winstead uh, did a great job at this as well. And as soon as the election was over, uh, I did hear LSA immediately reach out to him to keep him involved. Okay, uh, there's no money in all this, and there's a lot of work in all this. And the more hands we have on deck, the better okay uh, uh anyway so uh, uh if you're listening out there please continue to be uh with us now um all of the appeals uh that um that were that were put on the table they were all passed okay and, and if you want you want to i don't want to read them to you um the policy uh, um the policy numbers if you want to go take a look at them is 106 212 214 and 302 okay they're dealing with disciplinary action enforcement of ethical standards playing ineligible players and then dealing with misconduct and to me the biggest issue is playing people down in age okay uh especially for things that are that are that are contested for like tournament championships all right uh why would you do that? Of course, we know what the answer is, and so that's probably why we have policy 212 being talked about because people are not thinking of ethical standards and they're thinking of winning. And y'all, look, this is not the English Premier League. This is not uh, Syria. Uh, okay, this is not MLS. This is youth soccer. And if you're really just trying to get the product, okay, the result. Uh, and just ignore the fact that the kids aren't paying attention. The kids are definitely paying attention. A 12-year-old knows if he's playing with a 10-year-old team, okay? Uh, he might not have the maturity to realize that as he's beating up these 10-year-olds that they're just 10 years old, okay? He's just like gorging on, it's like, um, gorging on blood, if you will. And it's your responsibility as a coach and as a as, as club to not play overage players, I mean, that that's just uh, goes without saying. Anyhow, uh, the policy 302.4 puts a lot of pressure on the clubs in this regard that they just can't say, well, I don't know, okay, uh, if if, if a issue is brought up. We kind of bantered a little bit about fake um, birth certificates, how easy they are to make, okay, from people outside the United States and, uh, and how prevalent they, they are. I know I've seen them, y'all, and – the thing is, is that everybody who's in the community knows how old these kids are. And when it does surface, now instead of saying, well, 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 they have a birth certificate. Now we can look at other things like school records and uh, where they've been registered in the past. And, hey, if you are caught um, um, bending the rules, I would say breaking the rules instead, okay, you're, you're going to get fined. And you're going to have to – you're going to have to – fight to get back in good standing so that's a real positive thing there it's just really aggravating when uh and i'll say this out loud but i've had kids leave my club quote unquote 
uh, to go play for other clubs, and I'll go to a tournament and I'll watch them playing in an age group down or sometimes three age groups down. And it's very, very frustrating to watch that and to look at the coach and say, are you really serious about this? I have documentation and everything else. And the thing is, a lot of people, though, don't want to really graze a lot of cane out there because of a lot of reasons, okay? Uh, And so we just grin and bear it. A 12-year-old playing a 10-year-old is okay. I mean, you know, it's it's youth soccer, and, and so nobody makes a really big deal about it, but... If you want those 10-year-olds to develop, uh, and you want the 12-year-olds to develop, I mean, it doesn't matter. You put a tw- you let a 12-year-old play at a, a, a lower level, she or he's going to get a false sense of security, and it's not being pushed enough. I really think that's an important thing. Okay, last but not least, U.S. Youth Soccer is uh, going to host a futsal championship in February. There's going to be a fee involved. But at least it's it's not going to be uh, one of these events that are primarily designed to make money. And if you have listened to this show for years, you'll know that I agree with Pele. Futsal is a great developer. He he um, credits Futsal for his development to, to what he became. Okay, and... I really have seen whenever I get a chance to put real futsal to work. Indoor soccer is not necessarily futsal. Futsal is hard court, heavy ball soccer. It slows the game down a half a second and allows people to work on moves they don't have really the skill to work on until they get that muscle memory and learn how to do the moves, and then they're able to speed it up and then execute it on the playing field. It's a tremendous teacher. It's wonderful. Anyway, uh, so I'm glad to see that Louisiana and futsal are now um, gonna gonna make things formal with the LSA. Well, I got to get to practice. Uh, I wish all of you the best. And again, next week when we talk, we're trying to spend a lot of our show focused on making a junior high league. Okay, so this is Coach Alan DeRitter, wishing you and your family the best. Carpe diem in Christ, and remember um, that it's not just soccer we're doing out there. We're mentoring. Uh, life skills with these players and it's a serious responsibility stay safe god bless you